Anne has more than 41 years of business, marketing, and sales experience with over 33 years as an entrepreneur. She's built seven successful businesses, selling five, and is the current owner of two. She has been coaching and consulting for the past 11 years and has worked with several hundred small business owners, consultants, coaches, and professional entrepreneurs in over 50 different types of businesses to further their success. Please welcome Anne Cardin. Welcome everyone to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind, and how you can leverage your business and put everything in place and protect your assets and live your dream now. Don't wait. Live now. And I'm excited to have my guest today. And you heard her beautiful bio. I want to welcome you, Anne. Thanks so much for joining me today. Chris, thank you. It is my honor and pleasure to be here with you today. You you have some you're a wellspring of information, of experience, and <laughs> right? 30 years. Knowing my age, what can I say? <laughs> you and me both. I've been in practice for 33 years. So it's, I'm, you know, I'm right with you there. And, and you've had uh, like seven successful businesses. So that's, that's pretty cool there, right? I still have two and I've sold the other five. So yes. Okay. And the I've two been ones. I've been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your two main ones right now are. I have a media agency, so we do books and we do promotional, uh, get people featured on podcasts and on magazine covers and articles, press releases, that kind of thing. So that's one one company. And then I also have my coaching business, which is my main business. So, right, and you know that writing that book, boy, that's I just got to say that is such a journey because when I wrote my book a few years ago. And it was a number one bestseller, but one nobody told me that I had to figure out the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope people do that. Yes. I think the publisher is going to do it all for you. Well, they didn't. I still had to do a lot of it. So what you do is so, so valuable. Thank you. And you work, you've worked with so hundreds of small business owners and professionals. What would you say some of the common challenges people will face when they're trying to leverage their business? Yes, I think people hit, always hit a crossroads when they go from being solo, starting their business, and then having to figure out how to grow their business. Because not only a lot of times do they decline and lose profitability in the process, the other thing is they they don't know how to sometimes navigate a lot of the new skill sets that they have to learn. So it's very easy to start a business. I used to think that was the worst phase of business because I've done a lot of them. But I have since decided that growing a business and scaling a business is much harder. And it's because you have to learn so many new skills and you have to continue to grow yourself and get better. And so people hit this crossroads where sometimes their business starts to outgrow them and they don't really know how to go beyond where they are. Ooh, that's so true. I think you're talking to me because, you know, I'm a very successful solopreneur. And then when I mm -hmm. went to leverage into this, you know, scaling so I could reach millions of people, it's exactly that because you have to put on mm -hmm. so many different hats and I think this question is a really good one. I, I 
if you could go back and talk to your, you know, your 17 year old self or your younger self, age doesn't matter, but a younger self, what kind of advice would you give yourself in these, in this journey? Well, I would tell people to start business sooner because you can build wealth with business. Business has changed my family's life. And I feel like so many people treat their business like a job and they never think bigger and they don't have a bigger vision. And because I know what business can accomplish more than any job ever can in most cases, um, I, I feel like that would be the advice that I would give to people. And even when I think back to raising my kids, even though I was growing businesses and building businesses at the time, I wasn't thinking that way because I hadn't yet seen the true benefits of that. Um, you know, selling those businesses financially was life changing. And now I would give my I would raise my kids differently. I would have them start business sooner. I would I would really pour that entrepreneurial mindset into them. <laughs> so that that would be the thing that I would have to go back and say. So when what what kind of strategies? What are some of the most effective strategies or tactics that you would suggest for significant growth? Well, my favorite one, I still teach it today. And the reason I teach it is because this was the one strategy that consistently grew my businesses beyond anything that I could have done. And that is to really look for how you can move into a premium market. So you can still have most people kind of start down here in a market and they don't offer things that are more premium, which are also higher profit. And so they always end up in this hustle and grind and don't always necessarily have the money to grow. And I did that for many, many, you know, well, I shouldn't say for many years. I figured out very quickly, mm, this whole volume thing is not going to get me where I want to go. And so I shifted in my market and I, I started selling premium services and that literally helped me expand and grow and it changed everything. And I have used that same strategy in plumbing companies. I've used it in, oh gosh, in any kind of company you can think of, any kind of business, we you can do that type of a strategy. So start thinking about how you can sell high and then everything else can come. You can downsell. Most people start low and they try to upsell. Boy, you know, you, you're one of the few people that I've heard really bring that out. That's really important because I did the other. I started low and mm -hmm. then when I wanted to shift and raise my, very hard to do. Yes, it is. And I was giving pretty much, I still do. I give a lot of, I do a lot of free, you know, have a consult, see if I can help people and, mm -hmm. and that kind of charitable heart. But you, that is such a good point because then you can build all the other as you're going up. And you talk about high level authority marketing. I think that's very crucial, right? As, as a business success, maybe you can unwrap that a little bit for us. 
Yes. So one, because I help people move into more premium services and to really sell themselves at a much higher. So think about like the top 30% of a market, 20% of a market. That's typically where I move my clients to, or I move them into a market where they can get paid maybe three to 10 times more than what they're currently getting paid. But along with that, We also have to establish expertise. We have to get them to specialize and really get dialed in so that they can leverage all of their experience and they can not just be good at what they do on the inside, but they can be seen as the expert and the authority. So a lot of people are truly experts. Say you said you've been doing this for over 30 years. You're an expert. I, I would absolutely say that you're an expert at what you do. But a lot of people aren't seen that way. They're out, the outside perception of their brand, their positioning in the market isn't strong. And so they're still play, they still end up playing in the lower tier market with the, with the beginners and with the startups and with the people. I say, don't charge like a beginner when you're an expert, right? But they end up doing that. And part of the reason is because they, they don't establish themselves as a true expert and they don't, they don't look that way to other people people. And so people don't think they should be premium. A, a good, I use this example a lot, but you can't get Lamborghini prices if you're trying, if you look like the cheap used car. So <laughs> you have to change all of the, everything has to level up from your message to your market, to your branding, to your positioning, all of that. And when you do that, it does the heavy lifting for you. People expect you to be premium and they also have this perception that you're better. Right. You're so right. And sales is such a daunting task. I know for many entrepreneurs, it's just like, well, do I go to LinkedIn and you do this or that? And there's so (laughs) many, you know, listen to Gary, Gary V the other day was like, you got to post eight times. That's it. That's a success. Posting eight times on everything, on everything. So you got to have a team of, you know, 20 people that are posting eight times. Everybody's got some little nuance, right? What, what's yours? What, where, where do you break out of the pack there? Yeah. So I, one of the things that I do with my clients is I, so I have a very different philosophy. Yes. You need to be positioned. Yes. People need to see what you're all about. They need to see why you're the expert and that you're credible. That is what is going to open the doors for conversations with people. But the, the problem is there's no one size fits all. And this is a lot of the problem with the coaching and consulting industry. They're trying to fit everybody into cookie cutter boxes. And, and believe me, I, invested in hundreds of thousands of dollars into that stuff until I figured out a different way. There is no one size fits all. You have to know who you are trying to really attract to your business, who you most want to work with, who has the money to pay you the prices that you're asking, and you have to know the best way to reach them. So a good example of this is, and I know you will know this, a high-level CEO is not going to go through a funnel. They're not going to buy a tripwire for $7, and then you ascend them up, right? Or they're not going to come in, they're not going to buy a course, they don't buy like that. It's like when, you, when you're talking about high-end buyers, they may not even opt in, depending on who your market is. They may not even give up their name and email. So you have to know how to reach them and the way that they will come to you, the way that you'll pull them or attract them. And you have to know also how they buy. And most people don't ever sit and they don't know this. And marketers are people that are selling a strategy 
will not help people figure this out. They're selling their way or the highway and people don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And so they buy into that stuff. A, a good, ex- best example I can give, I use it all the time, is build a Facebook group and then sell your services in a Facebook group. But guess what? High-level CEOs are not hanging out in Facebook groups and neither are people that are really busy that have successful businesses it's the people that don't have much going on that are hanging out in Facebook groups. The successful ones are running the groups. So you have to think about that, right? So true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if people got what you just said in the beginning, that's how that they can have the perfect foundation. And I, you know, I see that now that I've already been through it, but you say it so, you say it so well. And, you know, as experienced entrepreneur, right, yourself and all that you've done, well, you know, you're looking at the trends and the AI and the shift in the world with, you know, health, wealth and peace of mind. Everything is shifting. What, how do you see these trends going to affect? Do you see it changing business or is it still pretty much the same with different things going on? different. I, I think those are tools that with with the right humans behind them, mm-hmm. they can really help your business. Like for example, I love chat GPT. I use it a lot for different things to create content or to give me a start. So for example, I was working with a client on a book. We were trying to come up with a title. We hit on chat GPT and we came and we we reworked some of the titles it gave us until we came up with his own unique title. So there are things and we did that in about five minutes. And so there are they are tools that can actually speed things up, but they're not replacing. For example, there when I coach or consult people, there's no strategy that I can give them that they can't go Google, right? Mm-hmm. But what makes the difference is when you're trying to execute on those strategies, there are little nuances and there are little details and there are things that won't work for you, but they work for someone else. And you, if you don't know that, and if you don't have expert help guiding you through that process, that's why people say, it doesn't work. I give up. It doesn't work. And it's because, so the human factor, I don't see that changing. I think, but what I do think it will do is eliminate a lot of people that aren't at the top of their game. Mm. I think it will eliminate a lot of people that are playing in their business and they're not serious about being cutting edge or staying at the top of their industry. I think it's going to, it's going to, you know, it will, it will take a shift there. And if you're really great at what you do, you're not going to go away. I mean, you're not going to go away. If you stay at the top of your field, at the top of your game, you're going to be around and other people won't. That's right. If you had to build a successful business, just say, and you use three unconventional resources or tools, what would they be and how would you leverage them? So I don't know about what I would say unconventional, really. I don't know that I use anything that I would consider unconventional. But one of the most powerful ways, and I have multiple ways that multiple strategies, but I I teach my clients to do what is called scalable speaking. And you and I were actually having this conversation. So I have multiple ways that through speaking, 
clients can scale their business. And for some clients that might be guesting on podcasts or be having a podcast, for some clients, it might be running virtual events and virtual rooms. For other clients, it might be getting on corporate virtual stages or even getting on, you know, creating corporate workshops. So, but when I talk about scalable speaking, I'm talking about a one-to-many strategy. So you're leveraging your time. It's not like going out and having one conversation with somebody that could be your client. It's about leveraging your clients or your your potential clients, leveraging an audience. And a lot of people don't use speaking as a strategy to consistently feed their business and then layer on another one and another one. And so that's sort of the... The process that I use. So we get one working really well where you know you're going to get clients, it's predictable, and then we layer on another one. So then you have clients coming in multiple ways and you're not dependent on one way. And, uh, you know, I, I fear for people that only are teaching people to do one way to, to get clients and to grow their business because if that goes away, do you know how to grow, grow a business or be around or be sustainable? So... Right, exactly. And and you have to have a lot of different profit centers these days, especially with inflation, and, you know, to keep these things going. And so speaking is is amazing. And, you know, but that's just one. And mm-hmm. then you help people write books. And that's a major. So you do you walk them through the literal writing or are you more on the production and publication. We write it for them. You do the write it for them. <laughs> so here's so we have a bit of a different strategy. So if you want a book book that has all your story and your life and all your experiences in it, that's not the kind of book we do. We do what we call an expert book and it is used to lead generate. It is a tool that literally drives people to your business. So it's set up very differently. It's not like a tradition. It looks like a traditional book, but it is not laid out the same way as a traditional book. So we actually write that book from an interview that we do with the client. We get the main points about what they want to people to know about them and their expertise, and then obviously build that credibility into the book. And then we have multiple ways that we drive people from that book to that business. And we have a client, for example, that I think he's now made over $6 million with that little bitty expert book that was written for him. And we can do that. We we don't just write their book. Like I said, we get them published in a magazine and we get them featured on the cover and there's this whole package around it. But we can do that in about 60 days where people sit and they try to write books and they they never get it written or they write a book that doesn't really build their business. So if you're going to be in business, that's that's a strategy that you need to think about. A lot of people write a book for credibility, which is great. Any book will give you credibility. But what about writing a book that actually leads people to your business, not just builds credibility? That's it right there. And that's the key because you can have a book. I've got, you know, I've got three of, of them. Yeah, three of them, right? But it's after you have the book, the the chain that brings it to what you want, right? Yes. More business. That yes. that's a gift right there. Definitely need everybody needs to to hear that because that's really what's so important. Okay, so how do you balance working, working, working with life? 
do you take are you are you really good with your life balance and in you know working and family and yes you're good right <laughs> one of the main reasons i love helping clients work at the top end is because they can build a million dollar business with a handful of clients and they can work part time and you cannot do that with a volume business when you are doing a volume business that takes too much of you then you're running a big team. You've got, not that you can't do it. Eventually, when you get to a certain level, you can step away and you can, but you can do that actually much sooner when you're working at a high high level and at a high end. So a good example of this is if you're bringing in $50,000 clients, you only need 20 of them to hit a million dollars, 20. Most people could work with 20 clients pretty easy. Yeah. And yeah, so you, so then you've got, and then when you're bringing in clients at that level, you also now have the cash flow to hire out the stuff that you don't want to do. I get to show up and do the fun stuff in my business. So like I, you know, somebody booked this podcast with you for me, my assistant did. I get to show up and just get to know Chris right. and have fun with you. And to me, that's the best business. So I work as much as I want to work. Sometimes I work more if I'm like in creative mode and I'm working on some new ideas for clients and things like that. But as far as what I have to work, I can, I work part-time. That's beautiful. That's, that's it right there. You do what you love to do and then you, and, and, and building it from the top down, that is very, very unique. And that's, that's really, you got my ear right there too, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Okay. So if, if you were write, to write a book, this is a good one about your life as an entrepreneur, what would the title be? And what would be the most captivating chapter inside of this book? Oh my gosh, now you're throwing me. I know, um, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, if I was to write a book about entrepreneurship, I would have to say, and this is probably a bad title, I could put it in chat GPT here really quick. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say, Wealth Through Business would probably be somewhat the title. Mm -hmm. And as far as the chapter, Oh gosh, there's so many good, juicy things I could talk about, but it would have to be about taking risk for who you want to be in the, like where you want your future to be. Most people, here's what an example, most people, Chris, invest and make decisions based on where they are right now. Well, when I get the cash flow, I'll hire that coach. When I get the cash flow, I'll work with you. You're kind of like make getting that backwards. Mm -hmm. If I can help you get that cash flow, you know, you're basically you're collapsing time by making that investment into your future self. And I learned this when when we had the 2008 recession, I was running a health club. So I had a 16,000 square foot big health club, lots of employees. And we had a low price competitor come in. The, the recession hit. Everything hit at one time right after we expanded to that club. And I was scrambling, like, I didn't know what I was going to do. This competitor came in, he was a quarter, I mean, like he was $19, I was 49. And I had other high end programs. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to offset this. And so at that time, we made the decision that I, I invested into a weight loss licensing company to add a weight loss center to my business, ran with a separate team, separate products, everything. So it was like two businesses in one. And that set me apart from them. So now I had a whole nother, a whole nother uh, 
target market that can come in. And the great thing is the weight loss center fed the gym and the gym fed the weight loss center. And so, but they were two separate businesses. But because of that, we also were able to create a $12,000 membership when in, in the recession. So I, I learned that very high ticket thing many, many years ago. But then we made the decision that we were going to expand into another market. And we took out a loan and put everything on the line, our home, property we had accumulated, everything to expand into that new market and open two more businesses. So I opened three new businesses in a recession when everyone else was shutting down. And the reason I did that, first of all, I have a strong faith. So it was through a lot of prayer and I felt like it was what I was supposed to do, but it was still the scariest thing I ever did. We literally could have lost everything, our home and everything. But the reason I tell that story and I tell it a lot, it seems like it comes up on podcasts is because I looked at my future and not what was going on right now. Right. Like if I, you know, I had to, I had to count on myself. Like I know, I know how to build businesses. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to make this work. You have to have that kind of an attitude. And I, I bet on myself really. And of course, God. Um, So I, I made that investment into myself and I, so again, if I would have only done what, if I would have made decisions based on what was going on right then and there, I'm not sure I would have even stayed in business, to be quite honest, right. because there were too many things against us. I had to make a shift and I had to make big moves. So I'm getting a little long winded here, but that's what the chapter would be about. Yeah. Making big moves, taking big risks stepping outside of what even remotely makes sense or feels comfortable and going all in. And I don't think enough people do that. That's fabulous. And it does take faith because, you know, you got to jump out and you know that that hand's going to be there, right? And the the parachute will open. And even if it doesn't, there'll be some little cloud at the hand of the man catch you. It'll be safe. It'll be good. That's a great story. And you know, a lot of people right now, I think, are kind of getting stuck in fear and self-doubt and you can't imposter <laughs> or whatever, all these little names that everybody has. What yeah. what quick fix or what how do you reset yourself when you get attacked by those kinds of things? Or maybe you have already went yeah. through a class. <laughs> so here here's what I have learned through many, many of those times is fear is like, um, first of all, it's not real. It's all in your head, every bit of it. It doesn't mean you don't think logically. It doesn't mean you make bad decisions. It doesn't mean you don't think things through. But truthfully, fear is not a real, like it's a real thing, but it's not real, right? And so you have to think of it as like a muscle that you work, like you get over it and you get a little stronger. And the next time it's not, you're not so scared. And then you do it again. So you you take the actions and you're, and then it gets a little less scary. And then you get to where you start to realize it's just money. If I lose it, I'll make more. Like uh, you get to that place, but you only get there because you take those risks and you you just keep working things and you don't let anything stop you. And too many people stop. Too many people get hung up. I mean, I even see people that are just afraid to get out there and speak or afraid to put themselves out there. Until you get over that, you're stuck. So that's it. You, that's it. Yeah, you have to you just have to take the actions, even if you're scared. Right. 
And, but if you keep doing it enough, you know, when we expanded and I opened those three businesses, everybody else was shutting down. I mean, but the other side of that, I was able to get great rent rates. I was able to get some build out in my new building. I was able to get some advertising at reduced costs. Like, so there were so, and I got some of the best employees because other people were firing them and laying them off. Right. Right, So there were so many benefits to that. And by the way, I was able to sell all of four of those businesses later, which completely changed our lives financially. And so, I mean, that's the, but if I would have been fearful, I would have stopped myself every time. I would never have even built a business, I don't think, or done anything major. That's it. How to profit in a recession. And that's really good words for where we're at now, too. You have, you're, you're, you, you are, you're a wealth of of really good information here. Tell everybody how they can get in contact and maybe share what you're really excited about. Sure. What am I really excited about? I'm writing another book. (laughs) Oh, imagine that. (laughs) Yeah. So I am writing another book around building your visibility, standing out against the noise, all of that. So I'm excited about that. I, oh gosh, I, you know, I just have so many good things going on in my business and I, business just excites me. Helping people excites me. So I always have stuff going on, but what, how you can get a hold of me, you can go to my website at Ann L. Carden, Ann L. with Carden.com. And if you want to book a call because you want some help in your business, and I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners in over 60 industries. So there's almost nothing that comes up in business business that I can't help people through, you can book a call with me at acardin.com and we can have a talk about what's going on and see if it's a fit for us to work together and let me help you grow your business. That's perfect. That's how you, that's how you get started. Make the call, make the connection, and then they, and you leap out in faith and do it. <laughs> <laughs> And you're you're inspiring, and you're inspiring me too. It's it's really been a joy to talk to you today. Thank and you. We'll look forward to having you back again. When awesome! You I would love that. Thank you. Get so your much book out, this. right? There you go. There you go. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much. And everybody, don't forget to subscribe and put and and tell your friends. That's how we keep this rolling. So, thank you so much. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismiller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.